And welcome back, everybody, to Double Down with Breslow, where we cover the world of, or I should say, the business of sports betting. And today we cover a unique angle of that, uh, a, uh, an entire market, in fact, 50% of the population that uh, is not usually associated with sports betting, and that is women. But we have someone here who's going to take advantage of this market that has been ignored up until now. It is Val Martinez, and she is the founder of Betting Ladies. Betting Ladies. You can go to bettingladies.com to check out what she's been up to. Val, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So my first question is, you're in Newport Beach, California. I went to uh, university at Irvine and lived in Newport Beach for a few years, so I I know it well. But you're not allowed to gamble in Newport Beach. So how the heck do you place? How do you place your bets? And um, be honest, because we know there's lots of ways to place your bets. So. On, the, on, on this show, you, you must be open and honest. How are you placing your bets down there in Newport Beach? Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a loaded question with a, a complicated answer. I think the straightforward answer is that we did a partnership with Better Edge and I can't place bets legally. Betting Ladies is a, a, a licensed business, so we, we can't do what might happen in California, so we can't bet illegally. Uh, therefore, I uh, bet play money with BetterEdge. That's what I do. And uh, oh. I regret every time uh, <laughs> I win and I didn't place real money. So that's, uh, but I go to Vegas uh, uh, very, very often. So as soon as you cross the border, then it's, you know, uh, you can place bets. Yeah. And by the way, we should uh, alert everyone that your accent is a Sicilian accent. Correct. We already talked about the fact that my grandparents are from there. I have no accent, though. My They made sure not to teach my parents any Italian because this is in the days when they wanted everyone to, to assimilate. But Sicily does have a strong history, probably, in gambling. Certainly, everyone associates it with the mafia, and the mafia is associated with gambling. So is there a connection there? Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. Maybe it's in my blood. Who knows? <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, of course, I don't have any association with uh, with mafia, but no, it, of course not. True. I wasn't insinuating. True. Oh no, no, don't worry. Um, <laughs> I I will say that yes, Italy in general. You know, I spent times also in England, and both countries have uh, legal sports betting since you know I can't remember, and uh, and therefore I grew up with. Uh, kind of a normalization of sports betting in everyday life. And then when I moved to the U.S., uh, that uh, uh, what, uh, what was surprising to me is that sports betting was, you know, up and coming five years ago. Uh, I saw the industry developing and it was uh, fascinating to see uh, to see sports betting uh, blossoming in the U.S. Wait, how many years ago did you move here? Five. Five years. And, and did you move direct from Sicily or somewhere else? No, from London. From the okay. UK, yes. I have a background in the uh, uh, financial service industry and I was working in London and then I decided that my next step would be um, the US. And what about Sicily and, and Italy? Is, is sports betting there just as rampant as it is in most European countries? I would say so. It, it is, uh, although I was reading that they banned uh, uh, sports betting advertising now, so let's see how it goes. Uh, 
but yes, it's it's a big source of income for the state uh, and uh, you know for the other sports books. So absolutely. Yeah, I've been hearing about some clampdowns in Europe, and I guess you know a lot of the companies are concerned about how it's going to affect their bottom line. A lot of pressures on the sports books in Europe. What, what can you tell us about that? Like for instance, this this ban on advertising. I think it's the problem with uh, with sports betting is there is a stigma uh, with uh, you know a few problematic people put a stigma on uh, on the whole uh, industry. The, the industry is fun. You can uh, gamble responsibly, and uh, you know you can uh, you can have fun while you watch a game. The, the issue is that the regulator. We need to work with the regulator, all of us, uh, to make sure that they understand that uh, for uh, uh, they shouldn't penalize uh, everybody for just a few problematic people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in particular, the issue of advertising, I kind of personally struggle with that as far as how I feel about it, because I'm I'm a big free market person. I'm a big, you know, make everything legal, because if you whatever you make illegal just creates an underground economy, you know, whether you talk about prostitution or drugs or 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 gambling you, you created an underground black economy i mean look what happened when america um, had prohibition with alcohol that's what oh, yes. created the, the the mafia to sell alcohol it just didn't work and so they turned it around so i'm a big fan of making things legal but when it comes to advertising them i'm not sure how exactly i feel on that for instance one of the first things that america made legal was lotteries and that was a big mafia thing. That was they were running numbers, you know, doing the numbers game every week. And as a way to kind of put them out of business, the state started saying, well, we're going to run our own lottery. So we don't mean to encourage gambling, but we know what's happening anyway. We might as well run it ourselves, tax it, regulate it, make it above board and so on. But should these states that are running lotteries also be advertising to their citizens to their residents and encouraging them to play the lottery you know I, I get it on the one hand we make the lottery available to them but should the state also be spending a bunch of money on advertising to encourage their residents to play I think the rules that apply to private company to private sports books and uh, um, you know the sports book in general should apply to the state too so we shouldn't have uh, two measures uh, uh, and two way of uh, behaving uh, whatever the state feels that uh, should happen in their own state uh, should happen for everybody private company uh, state companies, uh, um, and then uh, and then we'll see we'll see if the state likes it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't even think the states should be in the business of lotteries. They should make it private. You know, if any company, you know, some of these huge companies take DraftKings and FanDuel as a for instance, they would be happy to run a lottery. I'm sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> Right? Of course, everybody would. Right. And then we then we would have, you know, more lotteries and uh, it wouldn't be a monopoly right now where it's all Powerball and Mega Millions. You'd have a lot of other different types of lotteries competing and they probably would pay higher prizes and still pay taxes to the to the state. And, and oh, so yeah, on. I'm all in for free market. So I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. So tell us what was behind you starting Betting Ladies. So I moved to the U.S. five years ago and uh, I saw the marketing, the market opening up uh, and uh, I saw sports books uh, targeting uh, pre- primarily primarily men, um, and then uh, and I thought that there was uh, an opportunity for uh, uh, targeting uh, uh, women because the offering wasn't there. Uh, the sports books were not talking to women, 
And I thought, okay, fine. If nobody's going to do it, uh, I'll do it myself. And that's uh, how Betting Ready started. Gotcha. And uh, do you intend to make money off of this? This is a profit venture? Uh, yes, definitely a profit <laughs> venture. All right. Because, uh, that's a good American. Of course. Uh, of course. Uh, I mean, we, we do spend a lot of money with, uh, you know, creating content uh, for uh, uh, for the site, for the community. We are starting now uh, NHL games previews with, uh, with a sports journalist uh, uh, inside the community. So, of of course, uh, the, the idea is uh, uh, for this to be a profitable uh, venture. Right. So what's going to be your or what is your sources of revenue? Uh, affiliate marketing. We partner with the big sports books, uh, you know, Caesar, uh, Betways, uh, Bet365 and, uh, and so on and all of them. Um, so obviously, uh, that's whenever we refer traffic, so we get paid. Mm-hmm. And when you do these affiliate deals, is it? usually best to do them with one company in particular or do them with all of them or a selection of them? No, I like to do them uh, with all of them uh, simply because they run uh, different bonuses or different promotions uh, at a different you know time during the year. So you can push whatever best offer uh, is available for uh, your uh, community, for your betting ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this has become this affiliate industry is becoming a big industry. Um, are you familiar with Playmaker Capital out of Toronto? I think so. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they just sold. I know yeah. they, they had a, a number of websites and the whole idea, I believe, was was affiliate marketing. And uh, it was a publicly traded company. They just sold for one hundred and sixty five million. So there, there, there's some money to be made in it when you get. Big I mean, yes, it's- but it's. It's like you know the Action Network selling for two hundred and forty. I mean, but these are uh, these are sites with uh, enormous uh, um, power uh, in terms of you know uh, driving traffic and clients and so on. So they they are great companies. So they are great acquisitions. Yeah. So what has been the issue with with women betters? Why why do you think they had been uh, ignored in the past? I think because they represent a minority in uh, in the sports betting industry. When you start a new market, you go for the big share, and seventy percent of the market is dominated by uh, male bettors. So it's kind of normal for sports books to focus initially only uh, towards men. But now the market is as developed enough, uh, is mature enough uh, uh, for the sports book to uh, turn their uh, uh, their marketing efforts uh, towards women, which are as I don't know, uh, 2022, 4.1 uh, million active sports bettors. So it's a lot of people already. 4.1 uh, million million women. Yes, women that have a registered sports book account. And that isn't usually just their husbands uh, setting up extra accounts to get the bonus under their, their wife's name? <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a very fair question. Uh, of course, there would be a, a component of that. Uh, it can't be 50%. I would right. say let's give it uh, the benefit of the doubt. The 10% are fake accounts. Fake meaning... Uh, Bonus, like husband registering the in the in the wife's name to get a new bonus, is still a big number. Even if they are, you know, three point seven, three point eight million women uh, betting, and these are numbers uh, uh, from 2022. We'll see how 2023 looks like. All right. Well, let's take our first break, and then I want to hear exactly how you appeal to women. We'll be back with Val Martinez, founder of BettingLadies.com.
The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Hi, it's Lauren the Better, and you're listening to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network. And welcome back, everybody, to Double Down with Russell. We are speaking with Val Martinez, the founder of bettingladies.com, where she focuses her attention on 50% of the population that isn't, that hasn't historically been uh, betters in the, in the sports betting industry, and that is women. So there's tons of websites out there for women to get their information from, the same websites that men go to, right? So... Why would they go to your website as opposed to all the ones that are already out there that, that the men have been using? Of course. I mean, uh, if you look at the uh, marketing uh, efforts that have been done uh, uh, in in the past, you will see that uh, they, they target primarily men. And the way they do that, uh, the, the graphic and the the host, uh, uh, the, the content itself, uh, it's very um, male uh, dominated. What we do with Betting Ladies, it's uh, Betting Ladies is a site uh, for women by women. All our writers, all our journalists, they're all women. All our on-camera people are women. The only exception is our hot picks column, where we have uh, you know hot guys giving us picks. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, it's more it's more of a you know. Who, who chooses the guys? Is is that you? Do you do you bet the uh, guys? It's it's a committee. You you wouldn't believe it how picky they are, and I'm like they already rejected three other uh, new faces. So it's a hard crowd to please. Oh my god, that is funny. So, um, what is different as far as female betters? I mean, let's just start with sports, for instance. Are there certain sports that they're more interested in uh, relative to men? I would say uh, no. It's primarily um, the NFL. NFL is always uh, the biggest uh, uh, sports for both men and women. Uh, I mean, women like to bet on tennis. That's something that probably is more skewed towards women. Uh, basketball, the same. Uh, they love also WNBA. Um, so do men, though. So it's I would say the only the only difference is probably tennis uh-huh and then what about the approach to betting i mean again the, the the main things associated with betting for men i think is simply wanting to know information you know sports information the injury reports and you know the trends and so on obviously the odds uh that, that are being offered the point spreads and so on and then you know handicapper analysis and tips is, is yeah no i mean different? yeah I think there's a difference between, you know, the pro bettors who also, you know, on the female side, they want to know about everything that you just mentioned. 
Uh, and then there is a, a, a part of our community that are people that are learning. And I think that's uh, the, the the key differentiator. Women want to feel safe when they're learning. So we created this community where you can join and learn without anyone that judging you. Uh, you can learn at your own pace. Uh, you can uh, take our courses. Uh, and that's uh, probably the the difference between you know men and women. We, women want to feel safe when they learn, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't want to feel judged uh, by someone mansplaining them what the odds are. When it comes to gambling in general, putting sports betting aside, I think that women probably gamble roughly in the same percentages of men. If I just think about people playing slot machines, that tends to be more skewed toward women. A lot of the table games, blackjack, for instance, seems to be re- relatively even men and women, right? Yes, no, uh, absolutely, you're right. Uh, but the, the 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 difference, I will say, is that women are better bettors. Uh, we are uh, statistically better at managing the bankroll. Uh, we win more because we don't do any, you know, crazy parlays uh, <laughs> that uh, get you nowhere. So we are uh, uh, more cautious in our bets, and we end up uh, um, overall winning more. So uh-huh. follow us yeah. if you want to win. Well, don't tell your affiliates that they 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 might not be too happy to get your customers. They might be taking down the uh, the sports books. I know, I know, I know, but it's you know we try to be uh, fair to our uh, to our betting ladies, uh, uh, trying to give them all the tools uh, for them to win. Quite frankly, yeah. What I was going to say, I mean, you know, on the one hand, you're encouraging people to to gamble, and in general, gambling is a losing proposition. So, how do you kind of reconcile that? Where on the one hand, you're encouraging people to gamble, but on the other hand, gamble responsibly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100% gamble responsibly. Uh, And uh, quite frankly, I mean, how fun it is to watch golf if you don't have uh, a a bet on it. I mean, I'm sorry. On on any sport now, now that I, you you know, when gambling's out there, it's a lot more fun when you have money on it. Yes. I mean, if you if you watch, you know, uh, a football game or a soccer game, they're fun to watch anyway. For me, with golf, and I mean, it's uh, I don't I don't even watch it, but it's uh, uh, if I do, I need to place a bet. Well, I'll tell you uh, a good place to place bets on golf, especially in California, is Prize Picks. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Do you guys have a deal with them? No, we don't. We don't oh. yet. Okay. Yeah, you definitely need to get a deal with with those guys, especially since in California they're one of your few options. But I, I first, I think it was one of my first interviews on the show was somebody from Prize Fix, and that's how I learned about the site and put a hundred bucks in and got my hundred dollar bonus, and I turned it into like what did it go? I had it up to a couple thousand dollars pretty quickly betting there just on go. golf. Oh, that's very interesting. I should try that. I mean, in California, I think you can also bet with the fun duels on uh, horses. So yes, that's the yeah. other. That's and of course, other... fantasy sports. You can do. You oh, can yes. DraftKings and, and, and FanDuel. But golf in particular, I don't know what it is about it, but I think it's it, it's a really good sport for betting. Because if you just if you just bet on one player to win when you're watching it, anybody else who's putting, you're rooting for them to miss the putt because yes. it's all about your guy winning. So no matter who's yes. out there hitting the ball, you, you've got a rooting interest in it. And, you know, I totally agree that I, I think that it it definitely enhances the viewing experience, a sports experience to have a little personal action on it. Cause why else do I care about these guys who are making, you know, $10 million a year and playing a sport? Why should I care who wins? I mean, when I was a kid, I used to live and die on whether my team, you know, won or not, but at my age, you know, I'm, I'm become a little cynical. Of course. I mean, uh, the skin in the game always helped uh, to, uh, to have a better um, participation in the game. 
So yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't take it does it shouldn't take much to our point about responsible no. gambling. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, it's uh, the, the point is uh, uh, to watch the game and hopefully win. And so, if you lose, fine. So I, I I see you guys are promoting Taylor Swift now on on the website. Tell us what you're doing with Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, how much do I love Taylor Swift? Uh, I can't. Uh, I I just uh, I was watching uh, her latest uh, shout out uh, to Travis Kelsey in the um, Latin America opening. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was uh, it was really fun to watch. Uh, I think it's great. I mean, Taylor is bringing uh, uh, a spotlight uh, on uh, on the NFL. The Swifties are a powerful source <laughs> of of everything. They can really move the market. So uh, it's great to see uh, that there is a, an additional interest uh, um, to watch at least the Chiefs. I don't know the other teams, but at least the Chiefs. Well, I'm just going to warn you as a as a Swifty myself, I don't see this relationship lasting very long. So you may want to be cautious about throwing too Ooh. much weight behind this relationship. Oh, I hope you're wrong. I, sh- I think we should place a bet on it. Uh, I, I would do, well, I'll, I'll pick an, an over-under on how long the relationship lasts. For sure, it's going to make it through the, the season, but I would say it's over within three months after the season. You want to make that the bet? Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Let's do that. I think we should. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure out what we're going to, what we're going to put on that. Um, we're going to we'll, reconvene. We're going to reconvene in three months. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Well, I, I looked into his background a little bit and he definitely seems like, you know, uh, a guy who doesn't stick with one lady for very long. That, that That's that's my theory. I, I, I don't think he's a serious guy. That's that's my concern for my dear Taylor. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, terrible to hear. But I also think that he has been trained by enough women for now to be stable. So, yeah. you know, those guys need uh, a little bit of training. And then uh, one girl it's, is there at the right time. Yeah. It's like any celebrity, though. These guys are having women thrown at them constantly. And uh, I mean, if you're going to settle down with anyone, Taylor is, is, is a good choice. But um, I don't I'm a little a little skeptical of it. But it is it is incredible, though, you know, how much attention it's drawing to the NFL. I mean, the NFL is just absolutely loving this. I mean, this has just been dropped in their lap. And, you know, NFL, I'm sure, is always trying to expand with female viewers also. So especially young you know, I wouldn't picture Swifties to be big NFL fans. Let's put it that way. And out of nowhere, the, the NFL has gotten dropped on them a ton of young female fans. Oh, yes. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting because there was a, a TV talk show that did a, a segment about uh, uh, explaining the, the game to the Swifties. Uh-huh. Oh, they went wild. They <laughs> put this guy you know, on a, in a corner and say, how dare you? 50% of the viewership uh, of uh, any NFL game uh, is women. So I don't know about that. I think it's Swifties do know the game. Maybe they don't know betting for sure. Like it's yeah. not that common, but the game, I think so. So yeah. we'll see. Did you go to see her in LA? I didn't. I was traveling. I thought so you are a Swiftie. I- I I am I am planning to go in New Orleans in 2024 October oh, okay. 2024. Yeah, ticket prices were absolutely insane. She, you know, she did six sold out shows at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, and the cheapest ticket on StubHub at any time because I was kind of tracking was eight hundred dollars, and that's for the worst seat, yes. high, last row behind the stage, eight hundred dollars. I'm like, oh my god, I had no idea that she had become this big. And I also had no idea there was that many people 
who could afford to spend $1,600 for a pair of tickets. I mean, that's 80,000 people times six, that's 420,000 people spending 160 bucks. I know, I know. It's uh, the, the power of uh, of Taylor Swift. Uh, I, I was <laughs> surprised too about the price of the tickets and uh, how, you know, how high the demand was. Yeah. But in Argentina and Brazil, even though supposedly she's huge there, she, she is really big there apparently, but I think it's just because people just don't have the money because there you could get tickets for a hundred bucks. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe Brazil is a, it, is a it, way it's, forward. It, it's, yeah. cheaper, it's cheaper <laughs> to fly down to Rio and see her there than to see her right here in Los Angeles. And Rio is a beautiful city, so I don't mind. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your last pitch? What would you like everybody to know about your website and who should come? Yes. If you're a sports fan or a sports better, you should join our community. You will find like-minded women. You will find advice and um, also um, uh, picks. So go ahead. Join BettingLadies.com. Men, men are not welcome. Is that correct? Oh, no, men are always welcome, of course. I mean, we are hashtag allies. So, uh, yes, they are welcome. And we have men in our community, too. Oh, OK. Do you, do you have a dating um, part of the website? That might be a nice little that's side a, channel for you. That's a good idea. We do not have a dating uh, site, uh, but you never know. Look, might... I'm telling you, men, and I don't think men appreciate this as much as they should, but uh, a man looking a, a woman who likes sports is very desirable to a man. Yes. So, so you, the women that you have that are members, are you know very valuable, and so I think making them available on some type of a dating website, and where you charge the men a lot of money to have access to this, because you know they're they're sure getting a, a woman who's into sports. There you go. We have a new startup then. Yeah, I want a piece of that. <laughs> Absolutely, betting ladies I dating. I'm I, I'm happily married and, and my, my, my wife tolerates sports and likes going to games occasionally and so on. But there was one time I did have an ex-girlfriend who I, I dated once who liked sports more than I did. And I'm wow. I'm I'm pretty good sports fanatic, but it was it's the only time I've ever had that. And I have to say it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. No, I mean it's uh, they. I love uh, the, the ladies in our communities. Uh, it's uh, it's great. They are all uh, smart, uh, funny. So I enjoy hanging out with them. So I understand why men would like them too. Yep. All right. Well, just remember that was my idea. Absolutely. I give you credit for sure. All right, Val. Thanks so much for joining Val Martinez, founder of bettingladies.com. Go check it out, everyone. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you. All right. And thank you all for watching and listening to Double Down with Presso. We'll be back soon with another episode. Take care, everyone. Bye.